and welcome to the podcast. This is Hypochondriac's Almanac, and I'm very excited to be recording this super special Thanksgiving episode for you guys tonight. This means the episode is going to be coming out on Thursday instead of this weekend. I am your host, Sarah, doing it solo tonight. In case you're wondering, this is the podcast for all of you out there that secretly think you have a new disease every time you have a sniffle, a slight twinge, or a headache. It is not a tumor. We understand, we identify, and we have definitely scoped out WebMD more than our fair share of the times. Before we get started, let's talk about our disclaimers. We're not doctors, nurses, or medical professionals. Please don't take anything we say as medical advice. We're not trying to treat, diagnose, or fix any of your medical conditions. If you have an issue, see a doctor. Don't guess or take what we say as a diagnostic tool. We just want to talk about all the fun, weird, and wild parts of the medical world in the past, present, and future. We've taken a little bit of license with the show tonight to provide you guys with some cool Thanksgiving stuff. I'm going to start it out with five Thanksgiving food myths. And this is an article that I found on HealthTap. And it was it actually came out a few years ago, but it seems like a pretty cool topic given what time of the year it is. And it says, with Thanksgiving being a few days away, you're probably already planning or have planned your recipes for the feast that kicks off the holiday season. This holiday is marked by classic dishes and a whole bunch of traditions. But There are some things you probably didn't know about the Thanksgiving meal that may not be as true as you think. So what's fact and what's fiction? Here are some Thanksgiving food myths you may have believed to be true, but they're now officially debunked. Number one on this list, turkey makes you sleepy. Many people know turkey for its concentration of the amino acid tryptophan, the precursor for serotonin, which is needed for healthy sleep. It is a common belief that the tryptophan in turkey makes you want to lie down on the couch after eating your Thanksgiving dinner and never get off it. While tryptophan may make you sleepy if it's consumed alone, it really has no effect when it is consumed with other amino foods, of which turkey and other Thanksgiving foods consumed have many. So if you're sleepy after Thanksgiving, don't blame the turkey. Your energy dip probably comes from digesting the huge amounts of carbohydrate-heavy foods that you eat during the Thanksgiving meal. Number two on this list is you shouldn't eat breakfast on Thanksgiving to save room and calories. This is not true either. You may think that skipping breakfast the day of Thanksgiving saves calories for the big meal ahead, but this actually wreaks havoc on your health. Skipping breakfast slows down your metabolism and leaves you feeling weak and cranky during the day, particularly if you are a big breakfast eater every other time of the year. Most importantly, though, skipping breakfast makes you much more likely to overeat when you sit down at the dinner table. You'll eat faster and less mindfully and may end up eating much more than you would have otherwise. So eat a small and nutritious meal before you get to all that cooking, one that is packed with protein, slow-burning carbohydrates, and heart-healthy fats. This nutritious breakfast will rev up your metabolism and keep you from getting a nasty blood sugar crash during the day. It will also set you up to enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner with Without racing to devour it. Number three, Thanksgiving means butter, butter, and more butter, which actually for me it does, but that doesn't have to be the case. Many people believe that Thanksgiving and copious amounts of butter go hand in hand, but it's actually possible to have Thanksgiving without butter or with little to no excess saturated fat. Sweet potatoes can be made without butter. Just roast them in a slow cooker before mashing them, and they will be creamier and sweeter than boiling them or roasting them in the oven. 
holy crap, I just started salivating <laughs> extensively. Just thinking about potatoes and yams and all that kind of good stuff just makes me super hungry as well. But mashed potatoes can be made with olive oil instead of butter and veggies can be sauteed in heart healthy olive oil as well. There's a whole host of different fats like coconut oil and olive oil and vegetable oil and other things that you can use to saute your vegetables or to make them creamy and delicious as well. But cut down on the butter and stuffing and use more chicken broth and you'll have just as flavorful a dish as you would if you had used butter. Number four, canned pumpkin isn't as healthy for you as fresh pumpkin. This is also not true. Using canned pumpkin is not only more convenient than roasting and mashing your own, but it's actually just as healthy for you as the fresh stuff. 100% canned pumpkin usually has no preservatives or additives and is just as rich in iron, fiber, potassium, and other essential vitamins and minerals as fresh pumpkin. Always check the labels in the cans, folks. Don't just grab whatever's on the shelf because some of them do have preservatives. Some of them do have sugar and and other additives. So just make sure that the stuff that you get is pure pumpkin. And also stay away from that pumpkin pie mix. This is usually filled with high fructose corn syrup and added sweeteners and can be much higher in sugar and calories that you want to avoid if you can. Number five, putting stuffing inside a turkey before cooking is perfectly safe. Also not true. Many people think that cooking the stuffing inside the turkey is safe, but in fact, it can put you at a high risk of getting food poisoning. And I did not know this. But when the stuffing is placed inside the bird before cooking, turkey juices filled with bacteria can leak into the breading and contaminate it. During the time in the oven, the stuffing does not get to the internal temperature that is needed to kill all the bacteria. So in order to heat the stuffing to the safe temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit, it is usually... It usually means overcooking the turkey. So in order to stay safe and keep your turkey moist and perfectly cooked, experts recommend that you cook the stuffing separately and stuff it into the bird after the turkey comes out of the oven. So that is it for that one. Very interesting. A lot of facts that I didn't necessarily know about Thanksgiving food. Now, here's another one that I found on eatthis.com called Here's What Happens to Your Body When You Overeat at Thanksgiving. And this article came out this year, and it was by Cheyenne Buckingham. Imagine it's Black Friday and you're preparing to go shopping and score all of the deals the major stores have to offer. But as you lace up your boots and zip up your coat and prepare to hit the town for that shopping, you notice that something feels a little off. You may feel like you have a headache or even a little bit bloated, so... What is it that's happening to your body the day after Thanksgiving? And this particular author called on three of the most trusted registered dietitians to give a few reasons why you may not feel super hot the day after your big Thanksgiving feast. Here are 10 possible things that could happen to your body the day after overeating on Thanksgiving. Number one on this list is you feel thirsty. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night after a day of drinking or eating a very sodium-filled meal, like a meat lover's supreme pizza? The same thing can happen the night following a massive Thanksgiving feast. Maybe you downed a few glasses of wine or cider during the big meal, but... Why does your mouth feel like the Sahara Desert afterwards? Experts and nutritionists say eating lots of salty foods like stuffing, mashed potatoes, turkey, and gravy can leave you feeling not only puffy and bloated, but also very thirsty. What's the solution? 
Make sure you continually hydrate throughout the day so you don't disrupt your sleep and drink plenty of water the day after as well. Number two is something that commonly happens to me, and that is heartburn or acid reflux. When we eat, our stomach produces hydraulic acid to help with digestion. However, eating big amounts of those Thanksgiving feast foods can cause high amounts of acid to be produced as well. And this can end up making its way up to the esophagus, causing heartburn. Fat is more difficult for the body to break down and digest. And so as a result, meals that are higher in fat are more likely to cause heartburn or acid reflux. So what is the solution? Watch your fat intake on the day of Thanksgiving. A meal tracking app can actually help you monitor how much fat you've consumed and help encourage you to skip that extra piece of pie. There are plenty of these meal tracking apps you can get online or in the app store, and a lot of them are free. So go check it out if you're interested. Number three, you may be using the bathroom a lot the next day. Thanksgiving can be super hard for people with dietary restrictions, especially people with food intolerances, like the folks with the lactose intolerance. Family and friends can have the best intentions, but unless we take into account dietary restrictions or food rules or, and make that perfectly clear to the people that are preparing the food, you can't necessarily expect a dish to be devoid of trigger foods. Many boxed foods like stuffing and gravy contain artificial processed ingredients that are derived from sources of gluten and dairy. So if those two things are triggers for you, you could be getting them in amounts that you're not used to. Two other ingredients include sodium and malt flavoring, sodium cassinate and malt flavoring. If your body isn't used to gluten or dairy or it rejects it, this can lead to gastrointestinal distress, followed by trips to the bathroom. Plus, eating these foods that you normally avoid, let alone overeating them, just spells trouble for your stomach. The solution, come to dinner with a few of your own covered dishes, homemade stuff that you've made on your own, and this can help keep your GI system on track if that is something that is very hard for you or if it's something that eating those trigger foods irritates your stomach very very badly then you want to make sure that you're bringing your own food or severely limiting what you're eating if you don't know what's in it number four on this list you feel lethargic so The amino acid in turkey called tryptophan is often to blame for post-meal fatigue, but it's usually not the only reason you feel ready for a nap after Thanksgiving. So we kind of already talked about the tryptophan on its own. It is not nap worthy. It does not cause you to be fatigued. It's eating all the other stuff, the high volume carbohydrates that takes a lot of energy for the body to process. The blood is redirected from other areas of the body to the digestive system to work on breaking down that big meal. And this is what leads to the fatigue. Not to mention that eating a lot of foods full of simple carbohydrates and sugary foods like pecan pie, cheesecake, pumpkin pie, all that good stuff can cause your blood sugar to spike, which will eventually lead to a crash and cause you to feel ready for a nap. One of the other things that people experience, number five on the list is you feel gassy. And you hate to say it, but it's the truth. When you overeat, digestion slows and your stomach expands to accommodate for the food. This pushes on your other organs and as a result, you can feel gassy, bloated, and your clothes feel super tight. Nausea, abdominal discomfort, and fatigue can all be attributable to indigestion. The 
best way to avoid this is to make sure you eat slowly during Thanksgiving dinner and pay careful attention when you feel full. After all, you can always eat more later if you get hungry again. Number six, you feel anxious and irritable. Refined carbohydrates include foods made from white flour and sugar. When grains have been stripped of their fibrous and nutritious dense outer layer and processing, all that's left is carbohydrate servings that were devoid of any kind of nutrition, the experts say. These highly processed carbohydrates cause a spike in blood sugar and a cascade of insulin to pick up the sugar and bring levels back down. It is this rapid rise and fall of blood sugar that occurs during a heavy Thanksgiving dinner. So at night, while you're sleeping, triggers this, these can trigger the release of epinephrine. The experts say epinephrine is a hormone that can cause rapid heart rate, sweating, and shakiness. As a result, your sleep will be disrupted and you might feel on edge or even a tad bit anxiety-ridden the next day. You can help avoid this by aiming to replenish the next day with lots of fresh vegetables, lean proteins, and healthy fats. Skip the leftover bread and sweets, but you can have the turkey. Just make sure that you try to make it a little bit healthier the second day. Number seven, you can't sleep that night. And we all have this problem with insomnia occasionally, but there are are a lot of people that experience a negative impact on their sleep after overeating for Thanksgiving. Your body actually has a circadian clock that controls not only your sleep cycles, but also the natural rise and fall of hunger hormones. When you overeat, you disrupt this natural rhythm, which can negatively affect your sleep quality that night. To prevent this issue, be mindful of hunger cues and portion size. Try to keep your portions under control and stop eating when you're not hungry. And I know that's super challenging for folks on Thanksgiving when there are so many great options, but do your best because it'll help with your sleep. Number eight on this list, you have a headache. Eating a salt-heavy meal, not drinking enough water, and having a few alcoholic beverages can leave you with a pounding headache and an awful hangover. High amounts of salt in a short period of time can contribute to higher blood pressure, and alcohol is also a diuretic. The combination of these two things can give you a headache. The solution, drink plenty of water throughout the day, including at the dinner table as well as after dinner. And instead of going for that extra glass of wine or alcohol or cocktails or whatever, just opt for a glass of ice cold water instead. This will definitely help you. Number nine on this list, your pants feel tight. Okay, here it is. One generic box of stuffing contains five 1,300 milligrams of sodium, which is more than double the recommended 2,300 milligrams that one should consume each day. This might not be a problem if the stuffing was spread across the 12 servings the box makes, but most dinner guests eat way more than one serving, the experts say, and this overconsumption of sodium coupled with alcohol and other carbohydrates that may also have a lot of salt in them can cause some major dehydration and water retention. So to avoid this, experts say consume a minimum of half your body weight in ounces of water throughout Thanksgiving day and the next day as well. So if you weigh about 160 pounds, you aim to drink about 80 ounces in water or about 10 glasses of water both days. And this should help you not feel so bloated and heavy. 
And the last thing on this list is you may feel hungrier than usual the next day. And this seems a bit backward, but there is actually a reason for it. When you overeat, your body goes into overtime to digest those excess calories. And the next day, it can feel super exhausted. Fatigue then signals hunger. And what lends quick energy? Carbs, of course, because they are the most easily digested. Carbs begin digesting as soon as they hit your mouth by an enzyme in your saliva. Fat and protein on the fat and protein on the other hand don't truly begin to break down until they reach the small intestine and the stomach respectively. So you can see there's a lot going on when you overeat on the food holiday for Thanksgiving. So avoid those big portions, keep your alcohol in check, drink lots of water, get rested and Keep that sodium in check, folks. That's going to help you feel your best after Thanksgiving. And one last fun article for you folks on Thanksgiving that's a special little treat. It's not necessarily health-related or medicine-related, but it is 20 Thanksgiving fun facts that will totally impress your kids, your friends, your relatives. And this was posted November 15, 2013, and I found it in allparenting.com. On the fourth Thanksgiving in November, families across the U.S. gather to feast on turkey, watch football, and gear up for Christmas by looking for Santa during the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. But you ever wonder why these Thanksgiving traditions actually started? Here are some of those fun Thanksgiving facts that you can use to impress your friends and family. The first Thanksgiving was actually held in the autumn of 1621 and included 50 pilgrims and 90 Wapanog Indians, and it lasted three days. Many historians believe that only five women were present at that first Thanksgiving, as many women settlers didn't survive that difficult first year in the U.S. But Thanksgiving actually didn't become a national holiday until over 200 years later. Sarah Josephina Hale, the woman who actually wrote the classic song Mary Had a Little Lamb, convinced President Lincoln in 1863 to make Thanksgiving a national holiday after writing letters for 17 years campaigning for this holiday to happen. Deer, venison, ducks, geese, oysters, lobster, eel, and fish were actually on the menu, not turkey. And the settlers probably ate pumpkins, but no pumpkin pies. And they also didn't have mashed potatoes or cranberry relish, but they probably ate cranberries. And no, there were no traducans, the turkey stuff with the duck and all that good stuff. And none of that was found during the first Thanksgiving. Interestingly enough, no forks were used at the first Thanksgiving either. The first Thanksgiving was eaten with spoons and knives. That's right. Forks weren't even introduced to the pilgrims until 10 years later and weren't a popular utensil until the 18th century. Next fact is Thanksgiving is the reason for TV dinners. In 1953, Swanson had so much extra turkey, about 260 tons, that a salesman told them they should package it into aluminum trays with other sides like sweet potatoes, and voila, that was the first TV dinner. Thanksgiving was actually almost a fast and not a feast. The early settlers gave thanks by praying and abstaining from food, which is what they had planned on doing to celebrate their first harvest. But... The Wapanog Indians joined them, and lucky for us, this turned their fast into a three-day feast. 
Next, presidential pardon of a turkey. Each year, the U.S. president pardons a turkey and spares it from being eaten for Thanksgiving dinner. The first turkey pardon ceremony started with President Truman back in 1947. And President Obama actually pardoned a 45-pound turkey named Courage, who has flown to Disneyland and served as Grand Marshal of the Park's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Why is Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November? President Abe Lincoln said Thanksgiving would be the fourth Thursday in November, but in 1939, President Roosevelt moved it up a week hoping it would help the shopping season during the Depression era. It never caught on, and it was changed back two years later, and that is why we have it on the fourth Thursday. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade started in 1924 with 400 employees marching from Covenant Avenue to 145th Street in New York City. No large balloons were at this parade, and it featured only live animals from the Central Park Zoo. That is so crazy. Next fact, turkey isn't responsible for drowsiness as the dreaded food coma. Turkey isn't responsible for drowsiness or the dreaded food coma. And we talked about this in an earlier article. Scientists actually say that the extra glass of wine, the high calorie meal and relaxing after busy work schedule is what makes us drowsy, not the turkey. The next fact, how did the tradition of watching football on Thanksgiving start? Well, the NFL started the Thanksgiving Classic Games in 1920, and since then, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys have hosted games on Turkey Day. And in 2006, a third game was added with different teams hosting. So here's another wild fact. Wild turkeys can run 20 miles per hour when they're scared, but domesticated turkeys are bred heavier and can't run anywhere close to that fast. And then here are some quick ones that you may be able to impress your friends and family with. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the national bird, not the eagle. That is so crazy. Americans eat about 46 million turkeys every Thanksgiving. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's first meal in space after walking on the moon was foil packets with roasted turkey. The heaviest turkey on record, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, weighed 86 pounds. And Californians consume the most turkey in the U.S. on Thanksgiving Day. Female turkeys called hens do not gobble. Only male turkeys gobble. The average turkey for Thanksgiving weighs approximately 15 pounds. Campbell's Soup created green bean casserole for an annual cookbook 50 years ago, and it now sells about $20 million worth of cream of mushroom soup during this time of the year for those that make that green bean casserole, which personally I do not care for, but there are a lot of people that love it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We just want to give a special shout out to our friends and family who have helped make this podcast what it is today. So from our family to yours... We thank you all for your support and wish you happy Thanksgiving. And this is the point in the podcast where we say so long, farewell, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please shoot us an email. We're at hypoalmapodcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. Send us any questions, comments, or suggestions. Like I just said, our social media is podcast.addict. And please join us again next week when we talk more about strange medical news, conditions, and treatments. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay healthy, keep it real, and always live your best life. Gobble, gobble. Bye.